Hey everybody, welcome back to the Burnout to Breakthrough Podcast. My name is Dr. Eric Shoemake. This is episode 40, and today I have a question for you. Are you operating in your zone of strength? Are you in your strength zone when you go to work, when you're doing what you're put here to do on this planet? Are you operating in your zone of strength, or are you busy trying to strengthen your weaknesses and focusing on strengthening those weaknesses? The reason this is an important question is because if you are not in your zone of strength, if you don't know what your signature strengths are, and you're not operating in those 80 to 90% of your day, that is a surefire way that you're, it's going to burn you out. Because you're doing things you're not, you're not necessarily interested in, you're doing things you're not good at, you're doing things that maybe bore you, and that's the recipe for burnout. So when you can stay in your zone of strength, that's the antidote to burnout, and that's what I want to dig into today. And for those of you that uh, run a team, whether you have a, you know, a small business, just a few staff, or, or you have a lot of people underneath you, uh, this is a very powerful way to improve the function of your team and get more, uh, more results that you want for you and your team, but you get it with less stress and anxiety, and you don't feel like you're swimming against the stream. You don't feel like you're you know, going in the wrong way down a one-way road. Um, you're going with your strengths. And it's amazing what will happen to your energy and your optimism levels and just your productivity if you stay in the strength zone. So I'm going to talk to you about something that I just have gone through in the last couple of weeks here and uh, give some resources on how to tap into these things. Uh, should be a fairly interesting conversation, but I think it'll be really helpful for you um, when it comes to having more fulfillment in your, in your career, in your, in your finances, where, wherever you want to have more fulfillment because you're really operating uh, in cooperation with the way you were designed, not the way everybody else says to do it, but the way that you were designed and the way that you are wired. So let's go ahead and dig into this. Um, I, the, this is not my idea, by the way, this, the, the idea of strength zones. And m- many of you have probably heard of the, bo- the book uh, Strength Finder. Uh, I think the original book uh, was written by, I think, Marcus Buckingham and, and Donald Clifton. It was called Now Discover Your Strengths. And then they have several books after that called Strength Finders. Now there's a Strength Finders 2.0 by Gallup. Uh, so if you just Google Strength Finder, uh, you could take the test, I think, for 20 bucks or so. And they'll tell you your top five strengths. It's called, you know, it's Strength Finders 2.0. And they'll tell you, okay, here are your top five strengths. And they'll give you uh, ways that you can dig into them more, ways that you can implement them more in your life what that means, how you recognize that. And it's a huge, uh, for me, uh, it's a huge insight into how I'm most successful, how I feel most alive is when I'm operating in these strengths. And I've done so many of these, these tests over the year, whether it's the disc profile or you know, a million different tests. And I always get, they always come back fairly similar. I am a, uh, for the disc, I'm a high D personality, which is domineering. I'm a high C personality as well, which is clerical. So I like details. Um, the I and the C, not so much. But what this means when it comes to, uh, my top five strengths from the strength finders, I'm going to get into in just a minute. Um, it just shows me a very clear picture of how I can add the most value to people, whether it's my team, whether it's my family, whether it's me. And, and that's really what we want. Like the people around you are there because they have strengths that you don't have. And so many of our time, much of our time, especially if you're an entrepreneur or an, you know, business owner or something like that, then you're taught, okay, I got to fix my weaknesses. And, and so much of our lives we've been programmed to, to work on our weaknesses. I mean, if you think back when you were, when you were younger, 
uh, a teacher would hand back your paper and, and what? It would be marked up with red pen. And it didn't say what you did great. It said what you did poorly. Uh, well, you know, when, when I'm, as a parent, you know, the first thing I look at a report card uh, on my kids' report cards is, is the subjects that they need to improve. I don't look at where they got A's. I look at where they need to improve. And that's, again, that's like human nature. Um, even as an employer, you know, you, you focus on the weaknesses of your employees. And so these annual reviews, performance reviews, you'll talk about opportunities for employer for improvement. And really that's, that was the way we were brought up. This is a complete paradigm shift when you start looking at strength finders though, because I mean, it's, it's, it's been proven that you're not, you can't really strengthen your weaknesses that much as you can strengthen your strengths. All right. And when you are strengthening your weaknesses, it's it's great to be aware of those things and all of those things. Um, but unfortunately you're never going to be world-class at something that you suck at right now. It's just the way it is. So why not strengthen our strengths and then, you know, look at the people around us who have strengths that we don't have. And that way we can be much more successful together. If that makes sense. So, um, I'm going to get into my top five strengths here in a minute and, and show you how I've, I've, I've picked up on this even more just recently, but just a couple of things that happened to me in the last couple of weeks. So, uh, I was talking to one of my coaches who, uh, who helps me out with, uh, you know, business and, you know, kind of my own mental stuff. And I came to him, I said, Hey, I just, I feel like creating this, this, this culture that I don't want. I, I feel like I'm, people aren't as happy as they, they should be around me and my team. Um, I would like everybody to be more successful. I was talking to another friend of mine too, and, and she was just saying, you know, it's, it's about getting the right people on the bus, but it's also getting the right people in the right seats on the bus, right? So it's not just, you have the right people on your team, like get them in the seat where they're going to thrive. Right. And I'm like, okay, I started looking at that for my team, but then I started also looking at that for me. Uh, Andy Stanley, uh, wrote a book a long time, a long time ago called, I guess called the, uh, the next generation leader. And one of the things that really stuck out to me in that book was this sentence, and you might relate to this as well. He said, when, when you're really a leader and you're, when you're trying to be the best leader that you can be, here is the, the mantra that he has. Only do what only you can do. I'll say that again. Only do what only you can do. Now, that might be laughable because you think, I got to do all these other things. But when you're really in your zone of strength, you're only doing what only you can do. Like, you're the one who is, is more, um, is better at the X, Y, or Z than anybody else on the team. You're the only one that can pull that off. That's where you want to spend the majority of your time because that's where you're going to have the most value, but that's where you're also going to have the most energy. It's going to feel the most effortless, and people are going to look at it and go, wow, I can't believe you're able to pull that off. So only do what only you can do. So if you're you're taking notes, write that down. Um, and then John Maxwell also, I'm listening to one of his books again on, um, Kindle here or on, um, audible. And he says, one of the questions he asked himself every single day, uh, probably the leading guru on leadership in, in, in our, of our generation, he says, am I operating in my zone of strength? Am I doing what only I can do, right? Am I operating in my zone of strength? Am I good at this or can someone else do it? Okay. So let's go ahead. And I, what I want to dive into now is just the, my results that I got, I just retook the, uh, the strength finders, the 2.0. So my very first one is activator. I am an activator. What that means is that I'm very, really good at turning, uh, ideas into action, Okay, so it says here, people who are especially talented in the activator theme can make things happen by turning thoughts into action. They are often impatient, which is funny if you know me or uh, I've read this to my team and they were laughing. Yes, I'm, I'm impatient because I want, if you say something, I'm automatically thinking, 
how are we going to make that happen now in your life? And, and I'm, that's something I'm really good at manifesting something that I say I want or somebody in my family wants or one of my team wants or patient wants or whatever. I'm very good at saying, okay, here's the steps that we're going to take. And we're going to turn that into action. And to me, that's second nature. It's, it's super simple for me. And some of you listening, you may have the same exact one. You may like, yeah, that's me. I love being an activator. I love making things happen. So, um, that's perfect for me right now when you move into, especially with what I do, cause I'm trying to take a lot of things and I'm not always, uh, in the office on my own. I'm, I'm doing several different things, trying to move, you know, kind of move and shake, but I can be that catalyst that's going to help other people move forward. My second biggest strength is focus. Uh, it says people who are talented in the focus theme can take a direct, can take direction, follow through and make the corrections necessary to stay on track. They prioritize then act. It's another thing I'm really good at. You can give me an idea of something that you want to have happen and I can take it and say, okay, here's the 19 things that we need to do. We're going to chunk that down, down into four things over the course of the next five weeks. Um, we're going to check in, uh, via email or text or Voxer or whatever. And, and we're going to have this result at the end of these in, in the next four or five weeks. And that's something, again, I'm, I'm, I'm good at. It's, it comes naturally to me. It's really easy. And I thought everybody was that way, but I'm realizing everybody's not, right? So everybody has different strengths. But the thing is, we all tend to think that our strengths are what everybody else has or should have. So when you start to realize that your strengths are different than the people that work for you or work around you, that makes a huge difference. Uh, my third is command. Uh, so it says people that are especially talented in the command theme have presence. They take control of a situation and make decisions. I like to be in charge. Um, I don't like to take orders, uh, from people. Um, I, I would rather beg forgiveness than ask permission usually. And I'm the person that like, if nobody's speaking up, then, then I'm going to try to take control of the situation. Okay. Which again is a good thing in my, where I am in for, for my career. Uh, and then I'll just give you one more is competition. So, um, I like competition. I measure myself against the performance of others. Uh, I want to be first place. I love contests. I love that stuff. Again, really good for me if I'm in my strength zone. Okay. Now here's the issue that, that happens when you look at those strengths and some of you, you may relate to those. You may say, man, those aren't my strengths at all. But again, you can find out by taking the test. Now, if you give me if, if you, if you, if I look at somebody else who has different strengths, okay. And they could be strengths like, um, like a developer strength or harmony can be another strength or input or, or, you know, there's or analytical, there's all kinds of different strengths that you can have. If I'm spending all of my time trying to make people feel included, nowhere is that in my top five strengths. <laughs> now I can do it if it's going to get me to a goal, but that's not me. I'm not a great party host. I'm actually a terrible party host. I was telling a friend of mine this recently, like when <laughs> I have anxiety, like when people arrive at my house or at a place or leave, like I love talking to people, but man, I, I don't like the initial, uh, whatever you call that, the introduction or like starting to talk to them. I hate that. I hate the small talk. And then I hate saying goodbye. I hate those two things. So I'll, I'll tend to like kind of disappear in the middle of a party or the beginning of a party. And my wife always, <laughs> always, uh, rags me about that because if it's like my family or her family coming over, a lot of times like I'm upstairs and then everybody's kind of together and I'll come down and then, then I love it. But for whatever reason, that's not me. I, I have a hard time like making people feel welcome. But what I realize is she's really good at that. Uh, one of my kids is like that. Um, people, a couple people that work for me are like that. So when I operate in my zone of strength, when I can be that activator, 
Okay, when I can say, okay, I want to help you do something in your life. I, I want to help you make this, whatever it is in your life that you want to make happen, I'm going to help you do that. Or focus, same thing. I'm going to, I'm going to map out the 30, 13 steps that we need. We're going to have checkups. Here's the, the resources that you need, um, which is why I've been you know, coaching docs and chiropractors for a long time. And the reason I'm able to do that is because it it's kind of natural for me. If you say you want something, here's how we're going to make it happen, and we're going to make sure it does happen. So if I'm able to stay in those strengths, right, if I'm able to put myself in a competitive environment, um, if I'm able to uh, confront things and be in control, I'm really good. But if you start asking me about details of like insurance forms or, you know, do, do I want to be involved in this network or um, it, whatever, you know, st- stuff that's just not on my top five strengths, then that's where I'm going to struggle. And can you, can you see how that's where you're going to be burnt out? So there might be something that you do that you're really good at, Okay. Um, and you think that you have to do it because you're good at it, but you don't realize that there's somebody else on your team that would love to do it, would be even better than you are at it, but if you would just offload it, right? So like what I, when we talk, talk about delegation, you know, I think the general rule of delegation is if somebody could do it 75% as good, as good, as good, as good as you can, then go ahead and delegate it to someone else. And then the second question would be, if you know, if you have a plan to fix it, if it fell apart, go ahead and delegate it. Right, so if I delegate something to a team member and it falls apart, but I have a plan to fix it, I can go ahead and delegate that. Now, if I have no plan to fix it and I don't know what the heck is going to happen if it falls apart, that's not something you should delegate. But what on your plate right now can you put down, or can you move out and and make some room on your plate? So if you got a big plate of mashed potatoes and a pork chop and and green beans, and 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 you need to make some more space, what can you do by taking the, the mashed potatoes, moving those off your plate so you could have more green bean area, if that makes sense? What can you do in your life? What are you doing right now that you don't like, that you're not good at, that wears you out, that saps your energy, and how can we start filling in the gaps using the strengths of the people around us? That's the question. Or here's the second, uh, the second opportunity there. If you have five strengths and you don't get to use them in your career at all, then you need to start thinking, how can I use these? Or do I need to maybe do something a little bit different here? So, and for most people, it's not finding a new career. It's finding a new way to apply your strengths. Hopefully that makes sense. So what's going to sap you is doing things outside of your strength zone. So the first thing we want to just cover in this, in the whole podcast here is like, how can, first of all, find out what your strengths are and then say, okay, how can I apply these to get the the most benefit, um, in whatever I'm trying to do. Okay. Now the second thing, and this is, this is for a lot of you that have the, the kind of high achiever, the activator, the command, that type of presence, um, those type of strengths like I have, what I notice is that there has to be some balance there. As an activator, I want to take something that was uh, just kind of words and, and turn them into action. Like, let's get started right away. We can do this. That's my thing, right? And I, t- I typically like to take the lead. Um, I, I, that's, that's the way I, I operate. Unfortunately, that can make me feel like I'm never, like things are never good enough. Like if I could just get this, then everything would be fine. Or if I could just help this person get this, or if I could just achieve this thing, everything would be okay. What I need to realize is that I'm an activator and I'm never going to be there. I'm never going to get quote unquote there, which is like, oh, I'm done now. No, I'm always going to have another thing to do. So I got to realize that and temper that talent and go, okay, um, I don't want to always be that way. And because it burns hot, you know, it's like, like you, you can burn yourself on these, on those talents, those high achiever type talents. And, and most of the people listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So 
what I what I've been able to do is say, okay, I recognize that from myself. I can I can laugh about it. I can joke about it. My team can joke about it. We we call it fire hose in my office. So if like I'm coming off as a fire hose and there's too much water coming out, they can they can just say, hey, fire hose, and we can all laugh about it. Um, because you you, you got to realize that if you get too far into these things, some of these things obviously it can burn you. And just one little aside, and this might be for somebody uh, who's listening might need to hear it today. Give yourself some grace and some time if you are going through burnout because you might not feel like yourself because for me, probably for about a year to a year and a half, I didn't feel like my activating self. I didn't feel like my commanding focused self. I didn't feel like my competitive self. And I actually needed to take a little bit of a break from those things or learn how to temper them a little bit. Um, and I just, I didn't kind of, I kind of didn't feel like myself. Right. So, but that's the way I'm wired. I'm wired this way. I want to operate with these strengths for the, for the rest of my life. And what I, what I thought was, man, I, I don't know if I'm ever going to get back to that just real passionate zest and zeal. And, uh, it was interesting. I was, I was commuting into work today. I was riding my bike in to the office and I was listening to an Anthony Robbins interview. Uh, and he was, they were talking about what would you do if you're an entrepreneur? That was the question was, what would you do if you're an entrepreneur now or right now to grow and scale your business? And he said, get passionate, find something that you're passionate about because if you're just doing it to make money, it's not going to work. Find something that you're passionate about, solve people's problems, and 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 get a hunger for that. And that's like my language, and I think I probably went a year without thinking much about that. I just kind of muddled through, and I was kind of in survival mode. And I'm now I'm back to the point where I'm like, yeah, I can hear that and say, oh, yes, what am I passionate about? How can I take what I'm passionate about and take it out of the community and give it to people so they can improve their lives? And I, I think I lost that for a little bit. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because if, if you're going through this burnout, this neuroadrenal burnout, I always talk about give yourself some grace and some time to heal because you can heal and you can get back to who you truly are. And, and I feel like that's, that's where I'm at right now. It's an exciting place to be. So it, it, just a couple action steps as we move forward. Number one is take the strength finders if you haven't already. Um, it's strength, strengths, uh, plural finders 2.0, just Google that and you can take the test. Um, second, if you think you are going through this neuroadrenal burnout and you need some help, then you can just always email me. I can send you the, the quiz. So I developed a free quiz that will tell you if you might be in phase one, phase two, or phase three of adrenal burnout, what that means. Um, you could just email burnout to breakthrough at gmail.com. So it's burnout to breakthrough at gmail.com, or you can check it out on Facebook as well, the burnout to breakthrough page. And I'll send you that. Um, and then if you need some help, if you need some help fixing the body side of it, so re- rebalancing your, your, your brain chemistry or rebalancing your hormones like cortisol and testosterone, or on the lifestyle design side, if you need some help with that, then we can get you some help there as well. So the good news is there's a place to start. All right. And if, if you feel like you're in that burnout phase right now and you want to start focusing on your strength zone, go to the strength finders, get those top five and, and, and let's figure out how to work with those. But if you, if you also are thinking, Hey, I might, I might be going through this neuroadrenal burnout. I relate. I don't feel as you know happy as I used to. I'm more stressed out. I don't sleep as well. I'm tired a lot more. Uh, I just, I, you know, I, I don't feel like my old self then, you know, take the test and see if there's something we can do to help. So that, uh, that email address is again, burnout to breakthrough at gmail.com. So hopefully this helped. Um, I'm still working through this with my team. It's been exciting. I got everybody on my team tested. So we're working on getting the right people, uh, in the right seats on the bus. And that's a, that's an exciting time. But I will tell you, if you stay in that strength zone, you're going to accomplish so much more with so much less stress and anxiety. And that's what it's all about. So until I talk to you next time, let's turn that burnout into a breakthrough.